0: Today on the podcast, we have some massive news out of Google, some huge integrations that they're currently doing with AI into virtually everything they're doing. The one thing I wanted to bring up before this is the fact that later in next year, essentially in January, I'm going to be helping put together an AI conference. If you or someone you know would be an amazing speaker for this conference, an expert in the AI field, specifically the vision of this conference is, you know, really breaking down where we see AI going in the next five years, what we need to be doing today to prepare for that. If you know a visionary in the AI space, or you think you'd be a great fit, send me over an email. I'll leave a little email um, in the disc- in the uh, you know in the show notes for this. I would love to hear from you. We're putting together an amazing speaker lineup. We have some really incredible people lined up. A lot more details to come on that. Um, so this is not an announcement or anything. I was just you know really looking for speakers on this. Um, so if you have someone, let me know. But without further ado, let's dive into the podcast. Welcome to the AI Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Make sure that you go to AIbox.ai, link in the show notes, to join the waitlist for our new AI platform. We're going to be launching an incredible platform that allows you to build anything you want with workflows um, in AI. So you're able to chain together chat GPT and image generators and audio generators to make really powerful apps for your organization Today, Google is evaluating the capabilities of its generative AI chatbot, BARD, and it is setting it on a collision course, essentially, in my opinion, with competitors like ChatGPT. So this upgraded BARD really comes with features that enable users to verify its responses. It's also able to collaborate in real time, think Google Docs, right? And most intriguingly, it's able to integrate with Google's suite of applications and services like Gmail, Docs, Drive, Maps, YouTube, and even Google Flights and Hotels. This significant update includes what Google is calling BARD extensions, though for now these are only available in English. Initially, this was introduced at Google I.O., which is, you know, the rollout of um, this whole extension was deliberately measured. But today, Google has emphasized that it intends to offer these features in a manner that prioritizes user safety and trustworthiness. So Jack Krasowski, um, who is the product lead for BARD, elaborated, saying, quote, we want to make sure that the way that we bring this to users is extremely rooted in three principles that we have as it relates to the trust that we build with people um, that use bard which is around transparency choice and control so essentially users can opt into these features and can just as easily revoke permissions this isn't something that's just like default going to be on everything um, but in the you know kind of backdrop of privacy concerns Google's being really upfront about how it handles user data. For instance, when Bard interacts with you know Gmail, Google Drive, and Docs. This is something a lot of people are concerned about. They're like, I don't want to integrate Bard or AI into all of my data. What if they're like essentially taking my Google Drive, taking all my docs, taking all my Gmail. Um, you know companies have you know uh, you know classified information, intellectual property, all sorts of things. they don't want this integrated. So a lot of people are worried about the privacy side. Um, but essentially how Bard is now being set up with this, is that uh, when it's integrated with Gmail, Google Drive, um, Docs, it doesn't use that information for reinforcement learning at all. So the policy helps maintain the, I think is a really critical trust factor they have to have, to have here. So Krasowski also said that BARD is not going to have access to store an entire Gmail inbox, for example. Um, it operates on a per-prompt basis, pulling specific information as directed by the user. So Google also assures that no human reviewers will gain access to emails Bart interacts with. This, I think, is really important because when ChatGPT came out, like ChatGPT, all of the things you tell it are going to human reviewers, right? They have people that are reviewing um, the responses that they're getting for trust and safety reasons and also for fine-tuning and all sorts of other things. And a lot of people were very eerie or weary of that. Um, I think you know, you saw JP Morgan Chase, Apple right at the beginning banned their employees from using these tools because they didn't want you know things to leak out through them. And so um, I think this is a really big move by Google. I, like I don't know, I don't know like how much confidential data I have, but I would not want you know, to be using this tool if I know that someone's sitting there on the other end reading my emails. That feels like a massive, that's pretty much like the biggest invasion of privacy. No one likes that. So um, I think that that's a, a really good move on Google's part, uh, making sure that that doesn't happen. Um, the approach with to this really kind of aligns with Google's longstanding practice around data security and privacy. Um, they said, quote, it's similar to how we've approached spam filtering in Google services in the past. Your personal information isn't read because we believe that that trust is the most critical pillar upon which we build. That was Krasowski again. So I think when the Bard extensions are in play, the chatbot can perform a whole bunch of different tasks like summarizing important emails or even planning a trip across Um, by essentially cross-referencing Gmail conversations and real-time flight and hotel data. However, its capabilities um, do have limitations, which Google acknowledges. So for instance, um, Bard may struggle with identifying specific content like wine club membership in your email unless those exact terms are used. So this is kind of interesting, right? It's not like it, it... uh, can see all the data around it, get context and know where to look for something unless you have like literal keywords attached to the data. So this is interesting. This is a big problem with like AI in general is that it's really hard to um, label all of the data. Data labeling is a real thing. And so uh, they you know don't have a magical bullet for this yet, but this is definitely um, you know possible if you use the right keyword. So additionally, the new Bard can leverage multiple Google services in a single interaction, which I think is really cool. So if you're planning a trip with friends, Bard could um you know pull the most convenient dates from a gmail thread search for flights and hotels you know map your route to the airport and even suggest activities at your destination um through youtube videos and do it all in like one conversation so for features not utilizing personal data like youtube flights hotels maps users are opted in by default so be aware of that um but they can easily opt out apparently um so the end game Google says is to extend this functionality to third-party services, but before that, the company wants to refine the features within its own ecosystem of apps and services, and uh, really kind of enhance Bard's accountability. So Google has added the Google it button to cross-verify the chat's answers. Tapping the button validates uh, every statement Bard makes against Google search. So this is also very interesting, um, where you can essentially you know verify if something is actually true. And this is allowing users to kind of further explore a topic. Um, And if Bart is uncertain about a piece of information, it's going to highlight it in orange, offering a visual cue that helps users discern the chatbot's accuracy. This is also very interesting when it comes to, you know, AI and hallucinations and whatnot. Um, Being able to highlight things it's uncertain about is definitely, I think, a really big big feature. So Krasowski is um, really optimistic about the future and said, quote, we are pretty excited about taking this step towards building trust with language models. Of course, we certainly want to be transparent when we're not confident or even when we make a mistake, um, end quote. So I think this feedback mechanism is going to serve as kind of a basis for ongoing improvement of the AI model. Um, Lastly, the update offers, I think, a really collaborative angle. So users can now share a barred conversation via public link. I think ChatGP has been doing this for quite a long time. Um, But this is essentially allowing others to continue the discussion and ask the chatbot further questions. Um... On the same topic as part of its kind of global reach strategy google is also extending bard's existing english language features to over 40 new languages overall google bard is shaping up as i think a really powerful tool in the world of ai-driven chatbots um they're making this thing a lot more robust integrating their ecosystem and i think this is really google's strength right they have a lot of services that are incredibly popular weaving them together into their ai tool could give them a bit of a competitive advantage over you know open ai for example because currently bard is useful um it's not that bad but i just feel like ChatGPT always gives me better responses that's what I, my like default i always go to but if they were integrated into my own data that does serve another use case of you know kind of getting this ai experience based off of my own data my own personal tastes and preferences on things so i do see that there's a lot of value and perhaps bard could help kind of pull itself ahead uh, in a race that it seems to be lagging it's not definitely not in first place Um, And so I think this would be really interesting to see how this rolls out and how this is um, adopted by users and what the reception is.